Hey guys, this is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I want to talk about the silence today, finding the silence. I, when I first started studying Neville, I really dove into it, and uh, other teachers too. And at first, I really made it hard for myself, because I thought going into the silence and finding the silence, the stillness, you know, this thing that the Bible talks about, be still and know that I am God. I thought I had to do this whole big production. I had to get into my bedroom, turn off the lights, turn on the fan, maybe to uh, drown out the noise of the city, or uh, find, which I did, I found uh, two hours of brown noise on YouTube. You know what brown noise is. It's it's like white noise, but uh, lower. So I had to do all of these things to get into the silence, because I thought, it it must require me to do things to get into it. But man, I was so wrong. <laughs> I don't have to go looking for it. The silence is in me. The silence, it is a part of me. The silence is there between my thoughts, between the syllables of the words I speak. In that moment from the inhalation and the exhalation, there's silence. Back when I was in radio, when I first started, uh, the technology in my city, at least at the station, they were moving from uh, recording from cassette tape. Uh, well, we still use cassette tapes to record, but editing onto tape, you know, analog, where we actually had to splice tape together to use it to play on the radio for our news newscasts. So whenever we had to interview, we interviewed someone, we had to take it and splice the tape to get the sound bite we wanted and actually splice it. But then we quickly moved into digital editing where we had programs installed on the computers where we could load the uh, audio into the computer using this program, pull up the audio waveform on the screen, and then quickly edit out the bits we don't want or highlight a portion of the sound of the interview and cut and paste it into a new screen to use for the newscast. Very simple and easy. And uh, as I explored that program, you know, sitting there sometimes, you've got nothing else to do, playing on the screen, playing with the programs and learning it, there was this expand feature on the program, the, like an hourglass, a zoom in type thing. So we could, I could zoom in on the waveform, expand it, stretch it out, where the initially the, the whole screen filled up the five-minute interview or 10 minutes or whatever. And I keep expanding it, stretching it to where the only thing on the screen is maybe a second worth of time. And when I stretched it out on the screen, I noticed the waveform. Where it was, it looked like one big mass with some jagged points at the top and the bottom stretched out. It's just a very, just an undulation, just like the rolling waves of the sea, very soft and gentle. And then I noticed how there's all these stretches of silence where the, there was no line appearing, no audio level at all detected. And I would zoom back out, bring the form, the waveform back out, filling the screen, and go back and notice that I couldn't see the silence in the waveform by looking at it, the whole shot, when I, from beginning to end, all at once. But when I expand it, look at all the silence here. 
In fact, now they're on these programs. You could even select. There's a feature: find the silence. <laughs> On the uh, in the program where you can tell it, I want to find all the instances of silence, 1.5 seconds, uh, minimum one one and a half seconds long. You can set up all the parameters you want, but the silence is there already. I don't have to create it. I don't have to find it. And that's the same with us. We don't have to go finding the silence. It's right there amid all of the noise and jumble of bad news and good news and coming from seemingly with from without us and then all of the junk you know our thoughts up and down and worries and fears all these things the silence is always right there it's always there it's always present and when i discovered that <laughs> some of you may be thinking geez mike duh <laughs> For me, it was a big deal, all right? Finding the silence. Realize I didn't have to go seeking it, that it's already right here within me. And when I am about out and about during the day, just today, I was talking to, ran into a friend, uh, an old friend I hadn't seen in years. And of course, the conversation immediately jumped to the news of the day, COVID-19. And... I didn't react to it. I'm not. I don't buy into the panic. But standing there, I didn't react. I just had a little grin on my face, knowing where my conversation was going to go if I, uh, you know, got a word in edgewise. <laughs> but in that moment, just took a deep breath, not a loud, obnoxious breath like, "Oh, great!" No, just. Hmm deep but not obnoxious as he's talking and it's just right there I'm in the silence because I want to respond in a loving way in that just that moment of stillness just an instant as he's talking and finishing up his sentence where he's talking about what his, the scientists are saying and he's heard from people who know how bad it's really going to be just this moment of the silence getting into the stillness for me as he's talking, being still, and knowing that my I am, my awareness of being is God, yours too. And then he wrapped up his uh, um, monologue with, but it's in God's hands. And then I didn't have to come up with some wonderful thing to say. You know, I think you know what I'm talking about. Whenever you know what you believe and that imagining creates reality and then somebody's talking to you and you're thinking, well, how do I, what do I say? This question pops up a lot in the groups I'm in and people I talk to. Well, how do I respond to people? Well, that's what I do. Just that moment of stillness. And I know the right response for me will come out naturally in a loving way. And in this case, when as soon as he said, but it's in God's hands, I knew immediately what to say. I said, that's exactly right. That is no truer statement could be said. <laughs> it truly is in God's hands. And I didn't get into a debate on what I was talking about, but it came out naturally. My response, because it was totally true. I totally got I mean, I knew what he was saying, 
but I agreed with the statement, the words, the meaning I gave the words. It truly is in God's hands, yours and mine. And then I told him uh, I had to leave. I said, check out my podcast. I gave him the name of it and said, check it out. It'll change your life. So when you're bombarded or you're feeling like you're bombarded by bad news, you know, my son, one of my sons, and not just him, uh, mainly him, I'll walk down the hall, go downstairs, and I'll hear, hey, dad, do you hear the latest on, on the coronavirus? And my response is always, no, <laughs> I haven't. And he gives me the, the stats. And I just, okay. And, and I'm not buying into the panic. I'm, I'm not buying into it. I'm not giving that any power, any meaning uh, that would give away who I really am. But maybe you've had those moments of panic where, you know, okay, I'm okay. I got this. And then you show up at the, you know, the grocery store right after they, or right when they're about to open and you see the long line out the door already waiting for them to open. And then the panic starts to creep in. That's a wonderful time right there to just take a breath, like a little reset. You're stopping those thoughts, those thoughts you, that track you were on, those, the little bit of panic you started that you felt creeping up or the worry. Right then, you can pull yourself right out of it and alter it a little bit, alter your course. Take that breath. Savor that moment of stillness within you and redirect what you're thinking and feeling. Remember who you are. Decide, it doesn't matter how long the line is that I'm looking at. I've told, I've used this example the other day when I went to the local warehouse store. The parking lot was full, full of people. And I decided in the parking lot, this isn't going to be a problem. This is, actually I thought this is, I'm going to be in and out with no problem. And I was, I told that story the other day about in the interesting little bridge of incidents with the man telling me to get, you know, buzz off, get out of his line that I had apparently cut in, which moved me into a line that was opening up, like about to be my turn to check out. And I was in and out with no problem. Just today, I, Kim texted me some ideas and what we could cook tonight and making hamburger potato casserole. Mm. So I already had several pounds of ground beef. They're really good, lean stuff, 93% lean. It's so good. But I needed potatoes, cheese, cream of mushroom, soup, and coffee creamer. Four things. And, you know, uh, normally that would, be, that would not even be an issue to even talk about, right? But with the way things are going on, I know, you know, if you've gone to the store, maybe or maybe not, they're, maybe they're not there. There was also a run on creamer, by the way, at my uh, at the two grocery stores I went to <laughs> over the past week. Uh, interesting. Anyway, but before I left the door, before I left the house, thinking of what I needed, there was a moment. I did have a flash of, oh, but what if they don't have one of these items? And then just a quick moment, I paused. And then I said, I'm not going to repeat exactly what I said, but I said, F the shortage. I don't have time for that. And I went out, went to the grocery store. Uh, I was going to one store, and then I just had this urge 
to just keep go driving to the next store, half a block down, the next grocery store. I went in, no crowds whatsoever, not a crowd and uh, hardly anybody there. And I picked up every item I needed and a couple of other items that uh, I hadn't even thought about, but I decided I wanted. I didn't see an empty shelf. I'm sure there were if I, you know, if, if I were aware of it. You know, here's this big store, but I know I have what I want already. I've already decided what to get, and I know I'm getting it. I'm not going to have a problem with it. And I went in. I did not notice a shortage of anything. Everywhere I went, I picked up what I wanted and was out the door. So anytime you notice the, something creeping in, like the panic or the worry, you get to decide in that moment. No, I'm not, I'm not giving into that. Oh, but Mike, you don't know. It's so hard in my city. Uh -uh. Nope. But you don't understand. I have a compromise. Nope. Nope. There is nothing outside of you that can control you. Nothing. Unless you let it. I've mentioned this yesterday or the day before. The old me, I remember times in my in prior states, my states of lack and fear, I would have been frantic every night. Uh, you know, hardly, I probably wouldn't be able to sleep worrying about, am I going to better get groceries the next day? What about this? And it's not like that at all anymore. So anytime you notice it creeping up, the tension building up, Notice that you are the silence. It's not separate from you. Not at all. In this fear, it is an illusion. The danger, it is an illusion. 2020 had a lovely post yesterday. It was a share. He shared a memory from a few years ago where he posted that. Your fear is an illusion. Even safety is an illusion. Because the danger that you're thinking you're, you want to get be safe from is also an illusion. Damn it, Mike! I've had I've had I have a good friend that's sick. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay, but the silence is you, and the clamor is you. You can buy into lack and illness and fear just as easily as you buy into abundance and wealth and health. It's all equally imagined, equally a dream. It seems like it's easier to fall into lack and despair. Shift. Find that silence, just a beat, just a moment, wherever you are, and direct your thoughts to the lovely, knowing that your I am, I am, that I am, is God spoken of in the Bible. I love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty.